Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, as always, on the 17th day of July 2021. Larry, we have reached virtually the midpoint of the summer. Now, you were telling me before we started, you are crazy busy, so busy that you have to stick around, that uh, (laughs) you can't take any time off. How busy is busy during the summer of 2021? (laughs) Good morning, Sandy. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, coming in here on your your, uh, day. Well, actually, not your day off, but sort of your week of vacation, right? So. Thank you for uh, for doing that. Um, we are busy, so <laughs> crazy busy, but it's a good busy. And you know, I yeah, I I need a vacation. We need a vacation, but we haven't taken it yet, just because I don't want to leave. It's so busy, so much fun. It's it's all good stuff. So the the vacation we were going to take, we pushed off to November. Okay, so we are going to do that, and we we actually have. Um, Amy's oldest or youngest son rather is getting married in October in California. So of course we're going to make that, but then the two of us are going to go to, uh, Florida in November and spend a little time with the two of us. So, uh, not right now, but a little later. <laughs> well, uh, same with me, uh, July and August, of course we get start with training camp, uh, here in a few weeks, not, not that far away. Actually. Right. Right. It's about 10 days, uh, from now. And, uh, you know, July is typically, I guess, the heaviest of the vacation months, particularly so. at the beginning of the month with the July 4th holiday. But even before school starts in August, people tend to want to get their vacations out of the way right. in July before the kids go back to school. Has that had any sort of slowing effect? Or do you anticipate here in these next few weeks, let's say the next month, before school opens, any slowing in the volume of business? You know, I um, I don't think so. I I hope not because we love being busy. Um, so I don't anticipate that. But you're right. A lot of times uh, July is vacation month for a lot of people before the kiddos go back to school. But either they will make that phone call prior to vacation or maybe even while they're on vacation, we find sometimes – People are calling us from another state or Florida or Disney World or wherever. Oh, by the way, I got a few minutes and I want to talk to you about a refi or whatever the case. So, no, we have not seen it slow down. Our pipeline is is it actually larger every single month. Closed loan volume is larger every single month. So it's a good time for us, but it's a good time for us because it's a good time for our customers, right, which is obviously the most important thing. So, um they're they're making that phone call if they haven't already refied or people that refied you know maybe a year and a half ago are calling us because rates are lower now than they were or certainly the uh the folks from 2019 um those rates we talked about i remember january of 2019 we were talking about rates in the mid fives low to mid fives so those folks are all calling us now so it's a it's a good time good time if your business is not slowed uh, that tells me that interest rates must still be really good. Right? Yes, they are. They are. Um, <clears throat> we saw 
We saw a downtick in interest rates for several weeks. Not a whole bunch, but in our world, any movement is is a movement. And if it's in the, the positive direction or the right direction with rates coming down, of course, we welcome that. And that, that even helps our customers even more. So rates are very good. Um, I can say they're not quite as good as all-time historic low rates. But, Sandy, they are very, very close to that. So if you miss that you're probably an eighth of a percent away from historic lows. So still a very, very good time. You spoke about the interest rates in January of 19, and I remember we were doing shows back then. Yep. And we thought interest rates were actually at a pretty good level. Yeah. Uh, reasonable. 5%, a little more than 5%. And I'm thinking 30 months later, this has to be – we talk about winning streaks in sports. Right. How about this being, in your experience, over more than 30 years, closer to 33? Isn't this about the longest streak of low interest rates you've ever seen? It is, without question. Absolutely is. And 33 years is a long time of doing anything, <laughs> and even in the mortgage business. So, you know, it's it's almost hard to fathom. But when I got into this business, Sandy... My first mortgage was 9.5% on a 15-year loan, and I thought I'd just died and gone to heaven. But when I got in, we had adjustables that started at 8 or 9 or 10%. 50, uh, 30-year fixed rates were 13, 14, 15%. It was, tough to, it was tough to do business in those days. Imagine trying to qualify at a 13% interest rate. I don't think half the people today would not even qualify for those those kind of rates. So, but you know, fast forward 33 years, I have never seen rates like this and I have never seen this long of a let's call it a winning streak for our customers because that's exactly what it is. And you were telling me a few weeks back, uh-huh, that all forecasts generally point to a continuance of this, of course, we always knock on whatever hard surface there <laughs> right, is in right. front of us when we say this, but it could extend into 2022 in much this same way. I mean, there might be slight variations, yep. probably not too much further down because they can't get any lower than the historic lows right. we reached several months back at the start of the year. But is that accurate? Do I remember correctly that you were saying that you had seen forecasts that basically had interest rates staying at this point until 2022, and yet, at the same time, you advised people, forecasts are guesses, perhaps educated guesses, but guesses nonetheless yep. act now. That is exactly right. Um Stuff that I read, stuff that we hear in the industry, everything is pointing toward well into 2022, which is obviously great for people that um, that haven't refied, that haven't made that phone call, or people that want to buy. So that's just super good news for them for a, a number of reasons, because with all the equity that we've accumulated over the last several years, people have a lot of equity in their homes right now. And, and if you want to put that equity work, it's called a cash-out refinance. Do what you want with that money, home improvement, pay off consumer debt, whatever you want to do, skip a couple of months payments, get your escrow account back. And when we do the math for people, then it really, the numbers are the numbers, right? So it's going to become a much easier decision if I should do something or if I should not do something. 
or at least I know what my options are. But yes, interest rates are projected to stay low well into 2022. But again, you, you're absolutely right, Sandy. The the administration could make uh, could do something, could pull out of Afghanistan, could get to do something. It's just so sensitive these days. We don't know what's going to happen. That's why I say, if this rate makes sense for you, let's do it and get it done. It's it's the best thing to do right now. Let's remind both listeners old and new about the history of SCL Mortgage. You've been serving Colorado for more than 20 years. Correct. Just uh, over 21. experience, right. Yep. Yep. And you have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau that we talk about quite a bit. But tell us again about when and how, and maybe even why, you started SCL and why the initials SCL. SCL. Uh, good question, yeah, because we hadn't talked about that in, in a little while. We um, The company was incorporated in, uh, let me think, April of 2014, so, you you know, you can't just start a mortgage company. You have to do a whole bunch of things. You've got to get licensed. Your loan officers need to be licensed and all that. So um, I actually came full-time to the company in January of 15. So we're six years now. Um, so that's when it was formed. And then a few years after that, I um, I went on vacation with my wife, and I asked her to come back to work with me. <laughs> and she said, you're getting me back into the mortgage business? I said, honey, we are busy. We're crazy busy. I need your big brain here. We've worked together in the past for a lot of years. It works really well. So she agreed to come back with me, and it's it's been a great thing ever since. But, yeah, we we started the company for a number of reasons. One, I I, I like doing my own thing. I like building things. And and I love the mortgage business after 33 years. I still love what I'm doing. Um, but we wanted to do something a little bit different. We didn't want to be like most other mortgage companies. Do we, we do all the things that other folks do, conventional, FHA, VA, jumbo loans. But we do so many other loan programs that other people don't offer. So that was kind of the impetus, Sandy. We wanted to build something, wanted to take care of customers that hadn't been taken care of and wanted to surround ourselves with a bunch of good employees which we've done thank god for all that so um, it's been it's been an incredible six years 303-790-2222 is the number for scl mortgage myspecialmortgage.com is the website when we come back we'll talk a little bit about purchase money mortgages versus refinances that's next as the SCL Mortgage Show rolls on right here on Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show continues now. Customer emails coming up in just a few minutes. But, Larry, you said you wanted to talk about purchase money mortgages. If you could, what's the difference between those and refinances? Uh, good. Another good question, Sandy. Um, I do want to talk about it, so thanks for bringing it up. You know, it's you could say a mortgage is a mortgage is a mortgage. The mortgage, <laughs> the mortgage doesn't know if it's being used for a purchase loan or if it's being used for a refinance. But, but there are clearly differences, and the main difference is that we have a purchase contract involved in a purchase money mortgage. So we do refer to it in our world as a purchase money mortgage or a mortgage to buy a house. But on a refi, there's no contract and there's no date of closing unless we set that ourselves along with our customer. But in a purchase, there's a purchase contract 
that's drawn up and, and agreed to by both the sellers and the buyers. And in that purchase contract, there's there's a lot of really good information, a lot of pertinent information, a lot of dates that we have to adhere to because this is a contract. So we take that very seriously. Um, so in there, um, there will be several things, but there will be the name and contact information of both realtors, um, the seller in there, obviously. And there's all these dates that we need to comply with. So And there's a closing date. So we have to do what we have to do to make sure that we hit that closing date because nobody wants it moved. Nobody wants to, you know, everybody starts planning around that, right? You got movers, you got, you got new houses, you got whatever you got. So it's, um, it's very time sensitive kind of mortgage. That's a lot. That's a it's very a lot. substantial. And I, I, for one, didn't realize that there was so much information in these real estate contracts and dates that have to be followed with each and every loan and home purchase. Every single one. Every single one. No exceptions. No, no, absolutely. There's not. And and if you think about it, um, a lot of people have serious investment into this. I mean, a seller is about to sell his home and a buyer is about to buy that home, which is going to become their home. So you can imagine the amount of emotions and the amount of... uh, all the stuff that has to take place, and it has to take place in a timely manner. So one thing we do, Sandy, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but our loan officers always reach out to the listing agent. Typically, the buyer or the buyer's agent will bring the buyer, the customer, to us uh, unless they're already with us. But we may or may not know the listing agent. So that's when our loan officers reach out to them and say, here's my contact information. I'm going to be updating you as we go down this road to the closing table. If there's any hiccups, we're going to let you know about that. But I want you to know that this buyer is very well qualified, and we're going to be able to close this loan. And that takes away so much uncertainty, so much stress, so much you know, potentially negative things when there's open lines of communication with our loan officers and the and and of course the buyer but also the two listing ag- or the two agents i say this all the time but in all the years that we've been doing uh, this program going back to april 2017 i'm constantly reminded in your business about how important a collaborative relationship <clears throat> is involving Many parties on every purchase, two realtors, title company, appraiser, home inspector, and the list seems endless, <laughs> but you've demonstrated through the guests we brought in that when you talk about industry partners, you're talking about a lot of people. You, no question. We're talking about a lot of people. We're talking about a lot of companies, and companies, of course, are people. So all these companies, all these people play a role in this transaction on a refinance, you know, you're going to have a title company, you're going to have a, um, you're going to have an appraiser, but you typically don't have a home inspector. You typically don't have realtors. So all these additional folks come into the mix on this transaction. And, you know, I mean, it's no secret. Nobody makes any money until the loan closes, right? The, the, the loan closes, the buyers get the keys, they get to move into the house the real estate agents get paid. The mortgage company, we make our money. So, yes, we we're, we want to look for, or we do look forward to a loan closing because that's when we all get paid. But more importantly, or just as importantly, 
we want that buyer, that's that customer of ours, sitting at the closing table, being happy. Um, no, everybody, everybody leaves the table happy. That's that's one of our mottos. But there's a lot of people that come into play that we have contact with, certainly on a weekly basis, maybe several times during the week. And and we do that one for because it's it's just good business practice. But two, we want them to know what's going on. The title company, you know, there may be something that shows up on title that nobody expected. So then they jump in and like Paramount Title, we've had Chuck in here before. They do a super good job of that. So um, lots of different people. We call them industry partners and partners obviously work together and work together in a professional manner. And at the end of the day, we we want everybody happy and uh, the home purchase to go smoothly. And the value of experience is essential, as you've always explained. And and I can see so clearly why you encourage listeners to use a good mortgage company, an experienced loan officer, an experienced realtor. Absolutely. People whose uh, uh, rodeos go back a while. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's so important. It's so important for for our customer, whether it's a refinance, well, obviously there's no agents involved in a refinance, but on a purchase, when there are agents involved, we... We like experienced people. We obviously like people that are smart and people that know their business and know how to take care of the customer because it's it's our customer, but it's also the realtor's customer. Um, you can say it's the title company's customer in a way. So experience, you know, I have actually heard, Sandy, some realtors say that that they will not accept a pre-approved letter or a lender letter from some mortgage companies just because... Yeah, maybe things have not gone so well, and that gets around really, really fast. So fortunately, we have never had that uh, happen to us, but we want to provide a very strong lender letter or pre-approved letter for the customer so the realtors know it and the seller knows it, and they know that, okay, if I'm going to go under contract with this person, I want to know they can buy my home, and we can all be done in 45 days or 30 or whatever it is. And the relationships are important, not just the experience, but the relationships that you've built uh, over time. And uh, we've emphasized that point, too, because there are, as you've described so well, so many moving parts that good relationships, trusting relationships, reliable relationships, the story you just told, I'm getting the impression that certain mortgage companies aren't considered reliable. Sometimes they come through, sometimes they don't, but you can't count on them. And we'll get to the process in a moment as to how long it takes to close a loan. But with all these moving parts, you've got to have coordination. You've got to have trust. Boy, do you ever. You've got to have experience to deal with hiccups that aren't necessarily inevitable, but they do happen. They do happen, you know, and, and it's usually out of our control Something could pop up on title or something could appear on a credit report or or something could happen during the home inspection that may say when the seller says, well, I want Mr. Buyer to fix this. And Mr. Buyer says, "Okay, no big deal. Or I'm sorry, the other way around. The the buyer says, I would like the seller to fix it. And the seller said, no, I don't want to do that. So then there's some negotiation and they find middle ground, whatever that is, and, and get it resolved. But maybe that takes a little bit more time. Maybe that pushes the closing date out a little bit. So lots of things that happen and lots of things can happen. So that's when you have 
professionals working hand in hand to get things resolved. And then we, we get to the closing table. Speaking of getting to the closing table, I know a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago at this time, you were saying, listen, uh, we've been able to get loans done 30 days, 40 days. That number went up or that range became a little more than 30 to 40. That was a year ago. These days, before we get to customer emails in a few minutes, how long is it going to take typically to close a loan? You know, uh, Sandy, on the on the purchase contract, we always ask realtors to give us at least 30 days. We prefer 45 days, but I would rather see 45 days and with the ability to close sooner than, say, 20 days or 30 days. And then if one of these things pops up that none of us expect, oh, gosh, now we got to ask for an extension. And maybe the seller doesn't want to do that, or maybe he's got other offers that are hanging in the wind or hanging out there that, that he could take. So we ask for 45 days, but in most cases, we're able to close in less than that. Um, and most, a, lot of, a lot of loans are closing now in three weeks. We're getting approvals very, very quickly. So that crazy time a year ago has, thank God, that's behind us, and we're now more normal times where we're closing loans much, much faster. 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. Yes, customer emails coming next. They're all fresh, coming in within the last week, and we will get to those emails next. Time now for customer emails, our favorite segment of the week, and that will be coming shortly. But we want to remind people that along with our program on Saturdays between 7 and 8 a.m. here on The Fan, there is the Sunday edition of the SCL Mortgage Show 30 minutes from 7.30 a.m. until 8 with you, Larry, yep. and Orlando Franklin. Yes. Yes. In fact, I would say to our listeners, if you did not catch last Sunday's program, you have got to go to the podcast and listen to it. It's a it, hoot. It's good. <laughs> and and they can find the podcast on your website, 104.3 The Fan. Uh, it's real simple. You just click on podcasts, and then you scroll down. You'll see the SCL Mortgage Show Saturday you and I, and then Sunday with Orlando and I. Well, last Sunday, we had Orlando's wife, Kiana, on. And I know you know Kiana, and I, there's nothing calm or, you know, boring about this lady. I mean, she's a pistol, right? So, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you to go listen to that podcast. Not only is it informative, but it's very entertaining the way Orlando and his wife go back and forth with each other. So it's, it's really fun. All right, we've got customer emails, and again, they've come in all within the last week. So these are uh, hot off the presses, as they say. They are, and uh, this has been a really crazy week, Sandy. One, in terms of business, new business coming in the door. And somebody put these on my desk, and I've got I've got a big stack. And I honestly haven't even read them yet. So, uh, okay, so let's just jump in. We got an email from Doug who said... Um, Good day. I've heard you uh, many times on 104.3 The Fan. I'm writing today to initiate a refinance. So, perfect, Doug. Thank you for um, thank you for getting a hold of us. Thank you for being a listener. Uh, and I hear that a lot these days, Sandy. I hear you on The Fan. I hear you on The Fan on Saturdays and Sundays. I hear your commercials on The Fan. And so that that's really, one, it's a testament to The Fan because you have a lot of listeners. 
and and it's been very good for us and very good for our customers that people are listening and they're writing in and and or, and or calling in. So, Doug, thank you for doing that, and I'm sure we're going to be able to help you out. Okay, so we got uh, from Robert. He said, I live, uh, he gives us his address in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, lived there for a number of years. Uh, he said, my wife and I are more than 62 years old. I'm interested in a reverse mortgage. I've heard about you and your company on the radio, so please give me a call. Well, he knows about 62 years of age. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right on the button. Right, right there. Yeah, he knows He knows reverses what we've talked about, and he knows that he and his wife are eligible candidates for a reverse mortgage. So um, as you know, Sandy, and for our listeners that don't, um, you do have to be 62 years of age and older. And if you have an existing mortgage, then we can pay that off with a reverse mortgage. And a reverse mortgage as opposed to a regular or a forward mortgage where you make payments on it and pay it down, a reverse mortgage, you never have to make a payment. You never make a payment. And, you know, the formulas, the algorithms are all factored in that, okay, your home is worth this much today. It'll be worth this much in five years, 10 years, 20 years. So so if you want to eliminate a mortgage payment to increase your cash flow in your house, to have more money, to whatever you want to do, a reverse is exactly the way to do that because you never have to make a payment. All you have to do is continue to pay your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance and HOA if you have it, but no more mortgage payments. So um, I, I love these kind of emails because we do offer that loan and, and uh, have for some time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so Cal emailed and said, um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska. So maybe this is streaming or something like that. I don't know that the the airwaves reach that far. Could it be? It could be streaming, right? Could be. Yeah. Okay. So uh, interested in a renovation loan program to finish our basement. Uh, then he talks about the current mortgage balance, what homes in the area are going for. So, um, Cal, thanks for uh, thanks for getting a hold of us. And it sounds like you've clearly listened to the show in the past, but our renovation loan is exactly for that purpose. Whether you want to finish your basement, whether you want to do some improvements on on one of the other floors, whether you want to do some outdoor cooking patio stuff, uh, outdoor living space, I guess is what it's called these days. So, yeah, it's become more and more popular. And the, the cool part of it is, Sandy, is... The appraiser, we will provide them a list of the improvements that are to be done, and then he will assign a value to that. So we will be loaning on a property on its future value. So that's really cool. It's not today's value. So thanks, uh, Cal, for telling us that what homes are selling for, but you're obviously going to improve your property's value when you finish that basement. Happy you're doing business in Nebraska now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's been some time. And you know what? We found out that Nebraska is kind of um, underserved, if that's the right word. No bank statement loan programs over there. No reverse mortgages. No renovation loans. So obviously Nebraska is is much smaller, but that's that's okay because there's still a lot of people that need the loans that we offer. So, okay. Uh, this came from Matt who said, I'm calling to set up a first-time mortgage. Uh, I, he goes on to say, I realize I'm calling pretty late on Friday, but hopefully can set something up on Monday. Well, I know for a fact that the loan officer called him Friday night, 
and and they ended up talking on Saturday, which is is perfectly fine. You're welcome to call us, Matt, anytime you want. Um, our loan officers, well, if it's ten o'clock at night, they may somebody may be in bed, but it doesn't have to be business hours. You, you know? know, I I, I want to say this, and uh, I hope it doesn't sound gratuitous, but the seemingly simple idea of getting a return phone call, even if you call, let's say, at 3.30 or 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and you're probably not expecting to hear from anybody much before Monday morning. At SCL, you will hear from someone before Monday morning. Absolutely, you will. In fact, uh, Orlando says that on Sundays, as as you do. Yes, it's Sunday, but yes, you can call SCL today because somebody's going to get that one loan officer or more is going to get that that voicemail or that email, and they're going to call you back. So, okay, uh, let's see. Let's go to um, Jim, who emailed us and said, oh, this is interesting, Sandy. I'm a local realtor, but moving to Florida by the end of August. I understand you are about to be licensed in Florida, which is true. Uh, So I'd like to have someone contact me in Florida or Colorado to be able to do business with you. So, uh, he must have heard that we were getting licensed in We've these other states. It. I think we had, yes, exactly. A few weeks back. So this is really cool. He wants to do business with us. He's moving to Florida. We're Our licensing is almost done there. Um, so what a great way to start a relationship, right? So thank you very much, uh, Jim, for uh, getting a hold of us. Okay, so we got uh, Michael emailed and said, Looking to refi mortgage on our rental property in Colorado. I have heard you on the radio for several years, just now getting around to calling you. So <laughs> I don't, it's okay if it took you several years, several months, it, several hours, whatever. It's okay. I'm, I'm glad you got a hold of us, Michael. And yes, of course, we can do a mortgage on your primary residence, on your second home, on your rental property, whatever it is. Now, I, I will say... On rental properties, if it's four units or less, that's a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kind of loan. Once you get to five, ten, twelve, that's a becomes a commercial loan. But I'm I'm quite sure he's talking about a rental property uh, that sounds like a single family. So, Michael, thanks for getting a hold of us. We're going to be able to help you out. Okay, uh, let's see. We got an email from Eric, who said, um, "My apartment lease." ends in November of 21. I want to consider purchasing a home. He says, no yard preferred. Okay. Maybe that's a condo. Maybe that's a townhouse. Right. I'd like to get pre-approved as soon as possible to determine if I can actually buy a home. So good for you, um, Eric. He's he's way ahead of the game, right? He's got several, several months to determine, one, if he can buy, two, if he wants to buy, but he can find out how much he can afford how much payment he's comfortable with, and you don't want to wait till 30 days before your apartment lease is up to start that process. So good for you. You've given us time and, and given yourself time. Like we have time for one more? One more? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, gosh, this is interesting. Heidi, from also from Omaha, interested in your down payment assistance program. We are currently looking for a home in Omaha. We well, have not talked about down payment assistance yet. Today. We have not. We have not. And um, earlier this week, we had a um, sort of DPA down payment assistance um, uh, expert on on this particular program. He was on with a uh, Teams call with Josh and all of our loan officers. So uh, 
And I, I listened in because I I wanted to make sure I completely understood this. And, and so I think I, I'm a little bit more of an expert than I was last week. But uh, this down payment assistance program is really good, Sandy. I mean, it really, really is. You don't have to be a first-time home buyer. Um, it, there's no income limitations. You can make 70 grand, you can make 700 grand, whatever the case is, but we can give between two and 6% of the purchase price. If you have a 660 FICO score, and of course you have to have the income to afford to make the payment. But, um, I, I think we have one of the best down payment assistance programs out there and to top it off, you don't have to pay it back. That's the, probably the coolest part. There's no payment attached to it, and it goes away 20% per year. So at the end of five years, it's forgiven. It's gone. It, it, it just goes away. So it's good stuff. We'll have more emails next week, and we, of course, advise you to check out the website, myspecialmortgage.com, and the phone number, of course, is always for SCL Mortgage, 303-790-2222. When we come back, we'll do something we haven't done in a while, and I don't think we've done this since the lockdown began more than a year ago. Do's and don'ts from Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, coming next. And here across our final minutes, I thought we'd get back to something that we haven't done in a while. And we understand that the lockdown last year upset the apple cart. and We were talking about subjects that were a little different or at least the same subjects in different kinds of ways. And first of all, a general question on do's and don'ts, okay. which you've been very good in explaining over the years. Did the pandemic change any do's and don'ts from your basic boilerplate presentation that you've made on things you should do if you're looking at a purchase or a refinance as opposed to things you should never do? Boy, Sandy, that's I'm glad you brought that up because we have not talked about that in a while. And last year at this time, it was a whole different world in our business as, as you know, likely in, in many people's businesses. But um, you know, last year, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people got laid off or their hours got cut restaurants. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. So it really <clears throat> turned our world upside down. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we had to, we had to verify prior to closing a loan that somebody was still working, still had their job, maybe had to produce a very recent pay stub and, you know, without discriminating against anybody, um, underwriters look very closely to see what industry you were in. I mean, if you were in the restaurant industry, you know, it, it was a pretty tough time. So obviously we can't make a loan to somebody who's no longer employed or has the income. Um, if it was, um, let's say, um, you know, a self-employed person. We wanted to make sure that their business was still operating, still functioning. Everything was was good. So it was it was really not a fun time in in the better part of 2020. But right now we're we're pretty much back to normal. We don't have to. We still verify verbal verify employment prior to closing. Um, but we don't. There, they, there's not more scrutiny on this industry versus that industry stuff like that. So. But the basics are still pretty much the same. We're back to the boilerplate you referred to earlier, Sandy, where we say, don't go out and borrow any money. <laughs> don't go out and make a purchase. 
don't quit your job. Don't don't do all that stuff or any of those things that can affect your mortgage. Um, you know, it, it was pretty interesting. We actually had a loan uh, over the past couple of weeks where the company that this employee worked for was purchased by another company mid mid loan process. So, and, and and that was okay. We had to verify that you know, yeah, there's a new purchase and or a new owner of the company. Um, our customers still with the company. They're still getting paid, and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, sometimes those things happen. But the most important thing, folks, is if you have any question about anything that may or you're not sure if it will affect your mortgage, call your loan officer. Please call your loan officer. And you also, you know, maybe you get that really enticing letter in your mailbox that says 0% interest for six months or 12 yes. months. Right? We all get them. Oh, yeah, we get them. If you got good credit, you get a lot of them. So don't don't open that thing and don't apply for that credit card because there's going to be an inquiry on your credit report. And many times underwriters will do what's called a soft pull on a credit report prior to closing because we want to make sure there's no additional debt or whatever out there. So if that inquiry shows up, which it most likely will, then we have to we have to verify that there's no debt attached to it, um, or you haven't gone out and you know made a bunch of purchases. And oh, by the way, that might ex- might hurt your income to debt ratios. Might throw the approval out of whack. So, yeah, I, I think the the best answer to that is if there's anything that affects your income or your employment, um, you got to talk to your loan officer. You know, don't co-sign on a lease for somebody or your son and. Put that off until after the closing. Life will be much simpler for both you and for us. So we're kind of back to normal, but if you don't remember what normal is, then give us a call and we'll we'll explain it. The three fundamentals, and you've kind of referred to all of them, still are extremely important. Yes. Starting with a credit score, but also applying elsewhere. Yes, those we we call them the the three most important things I guess in in any mortgage is is your FICO score. And FICO scores are super super sensitive these days. Um you know, if you got too many inquiries on your credit report, it may drag your score down. If you, you know, God forbid you miss a payment, um that can really hit your score whether it's a department store credit card or God forbid it's a mortgage because that will really be a bad thing and very quickly. So, um, you know, it used to be back in the day, Sandy, that interest rates were pretty much the same for, a, say, a mid to low 600 FICO to a 740 FICO. But not today. Not today at all. You're going to get a certain rate at a 640 FICO score. But if you are over 720, then you're going to get the best of the best. And you also have all the doors open to you for all the options, all the different loan programs, whatever you want to do. So um, uh, to me, FICO scores are something worth paying attention to at least annually, maybe more often. And it's super easy to go on all three bureaus online and look at your look at your credit report to make sure there's no mistakes on it. So FICO scores, income to debt ratios and the amount of equity that you have in your house. If you've got 50% equity, 740 FICO score, you make good money, you're going to get the best of the best. And if if your income to debt ratios are a little high, well, maybe we need to pay something off during the refinance. That payment goes away and now you qualify. So 
whole bunch of stuff to to think about to talk about with your loan officer and we we have a lot of experience so we can help in just about every situation i know you've talked in the past about um various uh ways in which or your uh, credit score can sink and credit card debt is something really to watch because you don't want to get it into those five-figure areas. Correct. $10,000 and north of that. That really has an effect. You know, it, it does, Sandy. And, and here's 50 a really... to 100 points. I mean, just oh, like that. Yeah. I've, I've, my wife had a medical collection on yes. on her credit report, which she didn't know about. And it right. turns out it and wasn't her. it was a her. mistake. It was right. a mistake. But it hit at 55 points. Oh, she was not a happy lady, I, I can tell you. But it was a mistake. And, you know, many times, right or wrong, a collection agency will put that collection on your report if you have the same last name as somebody else. And there could be probably not a lot of cloths in Colorado, but but there are a few Jaggers, and she was one of them. So, yeah, that, that's why I say I think it's important to um, – you know, some of your credit cards, for example, I have a, a Capital One card, and, and they notify me every month. It says, your FICO score changed, or it didn't change, or whatever. And, of course, that that just sends me off the edge. I, I quickly log in. Oh, it went up. Okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm all fine with that. But if it had gone down for some reason and I didn't know, then I want to know about it and I want to deal with it. So it's, it's really, really important to um, make your payments on time. Don't let those credit card balances get out of hand. And don't, don't, you know, too much debt is not a good thing. It's okay to have credit cards. Some people say, well, I'm going to shut down all my credit cards. I don't want to use them anymore. That's not good. That's not good because credit is based or credit scores are based on availability. Right. uh, How long you've had the trade lines and how much you use them or hopefully never make a late payment. But Credit cards are fine. It's good for your for your FICO score, but use them and then pay them off. Yes. Right? Yes. You don't and want big balances. You often advise first-time buyers who are saying, well, you know, maybe I don't need credit card debt or anything. But you're saying, yes, getting a credit card and establishing credit is a good thing. It is a good thing, yeah. And, and you know what's interesting? Um, it doesn't matter if it's a credit card with a $500 limit or a $5,000 limit. It really makes no difference to Mr. FICO score. So uh, just make sure you have some trade lines that are used periodically. Well, I, I want to refer back before we close out to uh, all the customer emails that uh, came in. We uh, took uh, emails this week from Doug and Robert, Cal, Matt, Jim, Michael, Eric, and Heidi. There will be more to come, obviously, in uh, the weeks ahead. But lots of emails coming in means... You're taking care of more and more customers. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's a that's... big deal around the middle of the year. And we're just past the halfway point now, headed for the second half of the year, closing in on the middle of summer. Uh, and I assume you're getting more customers every month. You know, we are. We are. Uh, the, uh, it's interesting. The amount of calls and emails and all these leads that come in, the vast majority of them turn into loans, which goes to our pipeline. And the vast majority of those loans close, which goes to our closed loan report. And as that grows, 
Um, a lot of people get added to or asked to be added to our monthly newsletter. So, uh, you know, I'll have to look up those statistics for us. When you and I first started doing this, how big that list was as opposed to now. I know our constant contact bill has gone up <laughs> considerably because a lot more newsletters are going out. And the newsletter, by the way, is kind of cool. It's just not, you know, boring kind of stuff. It's uh, Carrie puts a lot of time and effort into it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been really, really good for us. Thank you, Larry. As always, Thank it's you, been Zendi. a pleasure. 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. We'll see you next week back on uh, the air Saturday, July 24th. Larry will be appearing with Orlando Franklin tomorrow morning starting at 7.30 for 30 minutes with more on the SCL Mortgage Show right here on Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 